This is The Sean Prue Show on Canada Talks, Sirius XM 167. It sure is. I'm glad you're with us for the whole next hour. We've got one subject this entire next 60 minutes. Thought Revolution Radio underway. I hope you're having a great weekend. An Unsafe Space is a play that I saw last Saturday night here in Toronto. And if you're listening to this right now, you've got till Sunday matinee to go see it at the Transact Club at Brunswick and Bloor and run and don't walk. Don't walk there. This show was so clever, so well written, so well done. I laughed my ass off. And when you know when you laugh your ass off the most? When everything in it is true. And so I want to welcome to the show uh, the writer and producer and director of An Unsafe Space, Richard Klagsburn is here. Thanks, Sean. It's great to be here. Thank you for coming in. Uh, Craig Lozon hey, is buddy. here. Hey. How are you? I like your haircut since uh, Saturday nice. night. Yeah, it's fresh. Precious Chong's in the house. Hello. Hi. I like Hi, that Sean. hat you had on. Thank you. I love your sweater. Too <laughs> bad the, the listeners can't see it. It's beautiful. Thank you. Uh, this is about free speech, identity, politics, censorship, political correctness, and uh, or as it says uh, cleverly on the poster, just another day at the university. A group of academics gather to discuss uh, an endowment of $40 million to a university and how to stop it. And there's a, uh, it's like, it's like those, those jokes, so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so go into a bar. <laughs> so an attractive blonde, uh, a Seneca indigenous man, uh, a bisexual Muslim, uh, a I'm a bull dyke. I'm just going to say it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, the girl who's into the, the Muslim guy and so she's not drinking out of respect, all gather, oh, and two privileged white men, uh, all gather in a room. And so it's not your uh, average evening. And I want to start with you, Richard, and say congratulations on hitting every nail on the head. Well, thanks. Thanks very much. There are a lot of hammers out there. So, What kind of balls does it take to <laughs> I, address things as an I don't know your sexual identity, but white man, mm -hmm. that in some ways uh, many would fear to tread. Well, um, clearly uh, brain, dam brain damage, I suppose, may have something <laughs> to do with it. Uh, and I don't, I don't have to answer to anybody. And, and that's actually one of the remarkable things about that is that if I did have to answer to people, there's no way I could get away with doing this because it's, it steps on a lot of toes. It makes fun of things. And it's, by that, you mean maybe producers and investors and, and people who have yeah. control? Okay, got it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there, there were sponsors. In fact, the one sponsor I have is a friend of mine, uh, you know, only a small bit, but he's, he hits Although a lot of those identity buttons himself, he's a gay South Asian uh, monarchist conservative. Mm. <laughs> so he's uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, and 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 a and an endocrinologist for what it's worth. <laughs> so, uh, and, Which and, is a lot. And he has a sense of humor, and that's what you have to have for this play. It's uh, you know the subject matter deals with political correctness and the craziness of safe spaces on campus and identity identity politics and all sorts of things from uh, Aboriginal rights and land acknowledgements to um, you know, sexual you politics. You hit every nail on the head. There's and, nothing you don't hit. Yeah. And, and, and there's no way of dealing – I mean, people have tried to deal with this material in a very serious, heartfelt way, and it, it's, it, it's too absurd to deal with that. So it has to be a comedy. Um, how many people told you not to write this play? 
Um, oh, nobody knew I. Uh, nobody told me not to write it. They just told me not to do it. Not to do it. Not to do it. <laughs> uh, and lots. Yes. Uh, I've got to get this off my my chest and out of my brain before I forget. One of my favorite parts, Craig, yep. is is um, well, your role is is probably one of my favorites in in the entire um, play. But as a guy who hosts a lot of events in this city and in this country, I constantly have to begin by thanking everybody. Mm for being on the land of the Mississaugas. Right. Now, I don't know about my descent probably as much as you do, but I, I've got Micmac. Mm-hmm. I'm Micmac. Yeah. Part Micmac. And I don't know a lot about it. <laughs> yeah. But I'm always like in the back of my brain going, I feel kind of condescended and pandered to. Now, I, I'm not political or activist. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've got indigenous friends who are involved in the pipeline thing right now. Yeah. I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not, you know, deeply sensitive. But but when when they when when the university students it's okay if this is getting really serious and this is an official meeting, I just think we should begin by thanking right, yeah. and you you call her out. And then you point out that why are we thanking um, and, and are apologizing to indigenous people for taking their land when those people took the land to begin with too? And this entire planet revolves around people who have taken and taken and taken. And the British don't don't apologize to the French and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. What do you think of that as someone who's not playing that character? Um, I don't necessarily agree with Oliver 100 percent on that. Oliver's the character. Um, I feel like if people are being forced to do it, like when you go see a show that has absolutely nothing to do with anything tied to First Nations or uh, the organization has nothing tied to First Nations or anything like that, uh, it becomes part of the, you know, turn off your cell phones, we acknowledge we're on Mississauga land, uh, <laughs> there's an intermission 40 minutes in. Eat your candy so, now. Yeah, it kind of, exactly, open your wrappers now. It, it loses any kind of uh, meaning, so... Unless it has meaning uh, for who's in the room and who's doing it or, <clears throat> or, or the producers or whoever it is, like, unless it has some meaning, I don't think that people should be obliged to do it. Um, but that's just my opinion. I'm just one person. I don't speak for every Aboriginal person. So. Um, but don't they have to do they do it in schools now yeah. as part? Yeah, yeah I don't too. think I don't have it. I think that's good. Mm-hmm. I think it's good too. my 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 bigger problem uh, from an aesthetic point of view is like if anyone here has been to Hawaii um, when they're honoring the land and when the tradition and stuff like that it's so beautifully done. Yeah, it's not just a little it's blurb so that someone says even I, I love um, Australian rules football and they do an acknowledgement before each game and it's it's done by an elder. And everybody, like the whole, everybody's into it. It's yeah. Uh, you know, we've got a of, finger up our butt and one up our nose, and we're going, wah, 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 wah. And yeah. It just, it just doesn't. Nothing. And that's what I mean. It's not. It's not ceremonial. It just becomes. We have to do this. So let's get it out of the way. And that's that's what I have an issue with. Yeah. Um, Precious, I want you to describe your character to uh, the people listening right now. And horny. That's her character. It's horny. <laughs> All the time. I'm, I'm horny. I'm horny. So, so horny. No, that's terrible. No. Um, oh, God. Why did I say that? Edit okay, that. Precious. Edit that Tom. out. Yeah, Precious Tom. In this conversation. Um, yeah, describe my character. And you know why? I'm Yours Richard's is the one I, I'm, fantasy lady. News. <laughs> I'm Richard's news. fantasy lady. Um, yeah. I am a professor, a political, oh, am I too loud? And I'm a poli-sci professor who's dating Craig's character, and he's a lawyer, and he's, you know, 
He's pretty hot. So yeah, yeah. Um, I, I play him super handsome. You right do. You <laughs> play him. He's irresistible. Extraordinarily handsome. So I have a journey. I have. I have my 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 professor, my colleagues who are also professors, we all share this sort of liberal views and then I have a journey. I'm the one who changes in the play. You'll just have to come see it and find out. Yeah, so that's who I am. I'm the protagonist, but I, I guess. You're the hero. I'm the hero yeah. and and Richard's, and I am hero. Richard's fantasy lady. Are we talking about in real life or in real life or in this play? No, no, no. Uh, the character you created that I'm playing. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. So that's what you mean. Okay, sure. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you say. Um, because there's, there, there, there's a huge sexualization of your, your character who, who, and that's a wig, right? That's a wig. It is a wig. Oh, <laughs> Your hair was driving me nuts. Was it? I'm so happy to see that you've got beautiful hair. It was driving me nuts that wig. My Darn son, man. my son thought it was my real hair. It's awful. It's like Barbie hair. It's awful. Yeah, uh. yeah. So I'm like, you know, gorgeous blonde and over-sexualized, but that's. <laughs> It's the wig. We've had many conversations about the wig. Mm. Oh, Craig has his work cut out for him. <laughs> but that's it. That's the. That's the. That I think to me that's one of the most offending places you go. To offending. I don't. Get what do you mean? Well, because you're you're a Barbie. There's a bar. The character is a phys- physically a Barbie. Yeah. And to to me, of all of the things, like you might think as a gay guy, maybe in camaraderie with with the LGBT, I may be more offended by the bull dyke. Who does not care? Like, that so you're stance. more offended by. I'm more offended because all my friends are women, and and most, and so like I'm just like, not offended. That's a no, stupid no. Word. I get it. I'm happy that you. I'm like, I'm, oh. ha- I'm happy that you got that. I, I would, you I would to describe s- the character instead of me. I would say that I would say that maybe my character is the most. Hmm, how do I explain it? I mean, I think that maybe it's not as, I don't know. I, I Maybe it's a little bit not as dimensional as it could be. That's what I would say. Okay. Maybe. right beside he, Yeah, the writer, director, <laughs> Richard. sitting that's, right that's, next to It's okay. I mean, it's interesting because the I've, I've, the actors in this uh, took a lot of um, they, a lot of their own interpretation. I mean, in fact, the, the characters virtually all their interpretation. They, they kept looking to me for direction. I was going, well, you know, you guys, I've hired the smartest actors, some of the smartest, some of the best actors in Canada. Do your thing. And, yes. Uh, and they're going like, what's he doing? Yes. <laughs> and, and I wouldn't talk to them that much because it was very, I think it was confusing. You may be hearing some of this for the first time now too, but it was, I think, confusing for the actors because they kept looking at me to, for direction and they were uh, doing Because that's your job, no. Richard. It's, I don't know so, if you heard this, but it's called the director. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> He's not the observer. <laughs> but, but, but. Richard just enjoyed hearing his words. He was like, oh, I love it. That's right. I'm paying a lot of money to it's watch true. this. It's a de- de- we have entered no. an unsafe space here on the Sean Prue Show, and we will, we will delve deeper after these messages. Uh, you're listening to Sirius XM Canada Talks Channel 167. Marvelous, amorous, glorious, victorious. You have a purpose and a reason. You have a purpose and a reason. You were perfectly formed. 
The Sean Pru Show on Canada Talks, Sirius XM 167. True story. Hey, listen, there's a play about free speech, racism, romance, jealousy, identity, politics, politics, and censorship. Uh, and it runs in Toronto at the Transact Club. It's called an unsafe space, and that's what we're doing right now. Uh, we're treading into that unsafe space with my special guest, Craig Lozon, is in the house. Precious Chong is in the house, and uh, and the writer uh, and and observer and director of this play, <laughs> Richard Clagsburn, is in in the house as well. And so, uh, Richard, of all of these themes, uh, which one gets under your skin the most? Uh, you strike me as a man who is an observer. And uh, takes a certain amount of glee in uh, watching human behavior and watching all of this unfold. This We live in a very weird world, and I can put you back. Sitting back, maybe a little too smart for your own good. <laughs> and uh, sitting back and just sort of watching it. And But does any of this get under your skin? Um, some, some of it does. When people, what parts? The, when people try to tell you what you can and can't say, yes. when people tell you what you must and must not think, yeah. that, that becomes pretty uh, – that becomes a big problem because who's smart enough and wise enough and moral enough to tell you what you should be able to say and what you shouldn't yeah. be able to say? And, and the notion of offense. Yes. When did it be – to me, that's a false premise. When did it become so that – what you are offended by that I've said even should matter to me. Obviously, there's some horrible things that could be said, but in the, in the mainstream, in the going to and from of your day, when did we get, and then there's that great line, uh, saying you're offended means that everyone should just shut up and fall in line. Mm. Something like that towards yeah, the yeah, end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> but that's okay. I lines? paraphrase it's quite your a bit. Line. It's my it's line. It's your yeah. line. What yeah. is the line? Oh, God. Line. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's something like that. Uh, <laughs> I you're just, paraphrasing. I paraphrase a lot, yeah. Um, it's complicated text. Uh, yeah, it's a fairly new line, too. It's, um, it's a great uh, line. I wrote it down. Yeah, it's... Oh, God, it'll come to me. It's just weird coming, coming out of a, out of a person. Yeah, it's so. like if, you, if you're like your kindred spirits, because she keeps referring to her friends as her kindred spirits. If you're like your kindred spirits and you feel like you hear something that you don't agree with, then you can just declare that you're, you're offended, offended. And have everyone else shut up and fall in line. Yeah, and everybody else should shut up and fall yeah. in line. Then I don't think we're going to do well because I'm not a shut up and fall in line kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, there's a, at some point... People being offended uh, turned into because people are offended, you're not allowed to do or say those things anymore. Yes. Instead of just being able to talk about those things or just deal with the fact that you're offended with it and move on to something else. But yeah. Precious has pulled 14 faces. Oh my God, you're so perceptive. Why? why <laughs> to explain them all. Um, I Number think seven's a doozy. There's, th I think the, that it's not black and white. I think that there's. There's room for people to be offended, but I also think that there is um, an there's an ease with which people can blacklist you online and yes. and not yeah. even take any you know ruin people's lives for you know a mistake that yes. a human mistake. I'm surprised I haven't become viral freaking out driving. So you know what I mean? Like you, everyone has a bad moment in their life. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and, and I was talking to, to uh, Dee here in the background about this on Saturday. When um, Caitlyn Jenner became, well, became, when Bruce Jenner became Caitlyn mm -hmm. and was on Vanity Fair and was very, right, 
I'm a guy who's written about fashion. I've written about trans issues. I've I've been around right for a long, long time. I know a lot. A lot. So I wrote and I said that um, fashion media and entertainment media need to stop saying things like picking up where Carrie Bradshaw left off or supermodel because when you're transitioning. There's that time when you are moving from one gender to another, especially if it's male to female, where it's really awkward mm-hmm. and ungainly because men's fashion is pretty much the same. Flat shoes, comfortable stuff. You're walking around. Uh, maybe your dick out first. Women have different architecture every single time they change their outfit. Different purse, different heels. Is it a flowy thing you got to keep dragging around you or is it a tight fit? Right? Close your legs. And she was doing none of that. And I happen to say that she looked like a man in a dress. And, I, and for all my work in trans work, I didn't know that that was offensive. I was men, I meant it literally. She looks like a man trying to figure out how to navigate the dress. Mm-hmm. And they tried to cancel the show. I got death threats for six days around the world. Oh, it was, really? Yeah, it was really... And, and I've said stuff before knowing it's going to push a button and been okay and prepared. But this was like I lost friends my husband and I couldn't handle it and and it contributed to his exit that summer. I mean, it was really, really wow. intense. Wow. So have you experienced it firsthand? Yeah. That's wow. what the play was so interesting to me. When, when you and I were talking on, on Saturday, D, about this, it was just like, what the hell? Like, I couldn't, can't you even just come back and say, do you sure that's what you mean? Or do you know that's, that, that hurts a lot of people? What I've learned mostly from this play is that politics pushes people away from each other and that's oh, even because that. so so i d- don't share the same politics as richard i i think it, the play asks a lot of good questions i think it's a bit one-sided um i have How some, so could you can you i feel like the the liberal characters don't don't get to have their argument back they okay. it, it's a it's a bit stacked especially in the end of the play that's my my feeling about it regardless of that though doing this play I've really experienced the fact like one of the reasons one of the reasons why I thought it would be interesting was because it does push a little bit of the buttons. It does ask questions and it also makes me uncomfortable in my politics. So I'm like, well, let's I'm always why don't I explore the other side? Mm -hmm. Why don't I find out what that's about? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so, you know, I had a set of preset ideas about what this experience was going to be like. And it's been a, a mixed bag of things. And what I've realized is that people are people like you can see a human being and really connect with them and then politics makes people yell at each other in a way that that's becoming really bad lately like there's just no connection the right and the left has and there's no conversation there's no conversation like i'm i'm on the righteous i'm on the righteous yeah should john galliano i'm still talking to precious should john galliano have lost his entire career because of making a drunken statement about Hitler and no, the Jews. No, because then it becomes, it's not black and white. That's a bigger conversation about yeah. addiction, about his illness, you yeah. know? I mean, it's interesting to me that, you know, some, the straight, no offense, the straight, no offense. The straight guy like Mel Gibson gets yeah. to have his career again yes. and again and again. Yes. And John Galliano gets, you know what I mean? It's. I don't know. But then now it's changed with like Louis C.K. It's a complicated conversation. I don't know. What What do you um, feel is the theme that got under your skin the most, Craig? Uh, I don't know about under my skin, but <clears throat> the thing that, that made you... me want to do it, I guess, uh, was um, the fact that uh, Oliver is a First Nations lawyer 
And there's two things. One, he's not anybody's victim. And two, he didn't become a lawyer because he's trying to change the world and save his 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 nation. And mm. uh, he became a lawyer because he wants to be a lawyer. He wants to, you know, make money, have a successful life. And, you know, and to me, that was... a a change from from what you normally see from a First Nations character in a play. Mm-hmm. Um, we're often victims of something or battling addictions or battling something. And this guy is just um, a smart, uh, well-adjusted. Kind of some, the smartest s- guy in the room? <clears throat> well, I think he's the, the native version he? of Richard. Um, <laughs> Uh-oh. And uh, well, and he—I uh, think that he made him First Nation so he could say some of the things that he wanted to say. And, and, I got that too. Yeah, I got that. But uh, but yeah, it's like but that's what I liked about him was that he's he is First Nations and he's a strong, uh, healthy male um, because so often we're portrayed um, uh, not not necessarily not strong but uh, either abused or abusive or uh, wounded in some way and and not. Uh, and not able to, uh, you know, sort of speak for themselves. And he's he's got a lot of opinions, and he's not afraid to share them. And um, and yeah, he's not he's not trying to save the planet. He has power in it. He has power, and he to me as a character, I like that. And then yeah. he, and he he has power enough to be a bit of a dick sometimes. Yeah, yeah. which but is refreshing without being like perfect. Doesn't bring a be... bunch of people around sometimes, or keep the yeah. glue together, or glue the people together a little bit. But he's, and he's still likable. Like he can say. Uh, things to people in the play that are, you know, m- maybe not the nicest. But <clears throat> the way I've been handling it anyway is that he doesn't necessarily mean to say the things he says the way he says them. They just come out because that's conversation and that's yeah. the way people talk. But he's still likable. You know, it's you not, know what it's wasn't not... likable? His suit. Ah. <laughs> Sean from Show continues here on SiriusXM Canada Talks. <laughs> 167. I didn't like the suit. I just think you're a good-looking guy, and a better suit would have been better. You're a lawyer. to the Sean Prue Show on Canada Talks, Sirius XM 167. Here's Sean Prue. Here I am. It's our Harvey Weinstein tribute show, an unsafe space. (laughs) Kidding. Kidding. But can I not kid? Make a little (laughs) joke. Uh, because we're leading into something here. And Unsafe Space is a, a wonderful play. And if you're listening to the GTA, the Greater Toronto Area, uh, to this, it's on until Sunday at Transact Club, uh, Bloor and Brunswick. And just as I said earlier, run, don't walk and see it. We're talking about free speech, racism, romance, jealousy, identity politics, and censorship. And when I said Harvey Weinstein, there was a big groan and everyone looked at me. And like, oh, Sean, you went there. But in this Me Too era, which is a brilliant era, um, but a suffocating era. And uh, in my community, one of them that I belong to, uh, being a straight uh, sorry, gay. Are you straight? No, <laughs> now I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't be, no. Um, no but, You're only but, but, gay for professional reasons. Yes, yes. <laughs> to get ahead. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> um, the... 
being white and gay is now a big fat problem. Like we're the enemy. And um, and being a man and a, a privileged white male, and then I know a lot of white guys who don't even understand what that means, and I didn't understand what that meant for uh, quite some time either. That white privilege thing—it took me a while to get my head around it. Um, so so, but all of these bubbly issues and and the Me Too movement. Um, what are your thoughts? I'll start with you, Richard, on the ben- the plus side of it, like what's going right and what's going wrong. Because you can't, like, I, I co-hosted a show last minute, a new show, with an actress, and I'd never met her before. And we came, we ran, went into sort of hug the way, kind of a creative person, you're just doing it. And then all of a sudden we saw we're like, hi, nice to meet you. And it, it kind of fizzled on a nice energy that we were coming in to la- host the show last minute. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, okay, so we can't, we couldn't have just... Done that? Like, you know. Well, I think one of the one of the the right things is that people are being more conscious about being considerate of each other. That's that's a good thing. Yes. Now the the bad thing about it is, and this is, uh, is one of the things that the play deals with, is that people are now not viewed as individuals with their own yes. particular characteristics. They're viewed as members of identity groups. So you look at okay, which boxes do they check off, and then you assume because they're members of this particular identity group or series of uh, groups that they're going to be a certain way without knowing anything about them. And that is it, it, that goes against everything I think we as a society, as a liberal, uh, enlightened society, have been trying to strive for for the last two, three hundred years of treating people, giving people's rights uh, to them as individuals, to consider people as, as individual human beings with their own thoughts, and that's how you judge them, rather than just some part of a collective. And, 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 the way, and we're going very much the wrong direction in that, I think. So that's one of the reasons. That's actually one of the main reasons I wrote this play is uh, to push back against that trend. Precious, and then having worked in in uh, the, the the very sort of hotbed of of of, of, of the Me Too movement. Yeah. Say so you say what? What? Um, I, I think sometimes, like I did a show over the summer, and the directors and the writer were white guys and they made a lot of like, oh, I want to make sure that there's, they made it so much about them. And we're like, <laughs> we're like, In oh, ways. just about like being self-conscious and not worrying about, the, and it, it kind of was right. annoying. It's like, guys, this is about us. Like we're women yeah. and, you know, I think after a certain age, you you have a certain confidence with yourself as a, as a woman in the world. You're not as, uh, susceptible perhaps, but in my experience in my life, yes, there's been, you know, there's been, it's, not having agency, not even knowing that it's wrong, not, not even realizing it's yes. wrong. Like yes. from my mom to me to the next generation, I feel like there is become more consciousness, more awareness that you can even call it out, which mm. I think is good. So yeah, maybe it is pushed a li- the pendulum is pushed a little bit too far. And I think until the gatekeepers change, nothing changes. It's just right. lip service. If the if the most powerful people in the room are still the straight white men. Nothing is changing. Do you believe that that can and will change? I I hope it changes. I think it's more interesting. I mean, someone, was it Roxanne Gay? I don't know. Someone was saying that, you know, people in power abuse power, usually. So, like, let's give another group some time to abuse it. You know what I mean? Like, let's give it some other people. I loved what Patricia Clarkson said when she won her Golden Globe. uh, She was thanking the director, and she said, "You, you demanded everything I had except sex, and that's the way it should be in this industry. 
Whoa, yeah. I didn't hear that. That's amazing. Yeah. I got that chills. Great, great, great one line. Great, great joke. Craig, um, on that subject, me too. Uh, and, and and being a guy in yeah. this mix, how do you feel? It's fuck. It's bullshit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, uh, you know what? I <clears throat> I grew up with a single mom with two sisters, right. and I just I guess I've always just been a bit different in that regard. Like I've never really made inappropriate remarks like that. Like those. Th- like the things that are, that the people getting called out on. I mean, I'm I'm not perfect. I'm a I'm a big dick a lot of times, but uh, I mean, you know what I mean. Um, uh, but uh, see, you just did. I find that offensive as a gay <laughs> yeah, man. See, there you go. Um, but yeah, uh, I so I, I think it's great that 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 people who felt they didn't have a voice before now have one, and are now being uh, taken seriously a lot of the time. Um, but at the same time, uh, people are people, and people can be vindictive. So we can't always the the part of it that i have um maybe a bit of an issue with is just the blanket statement that you must believe because we say it yes and uh that that i have an issue with just because people are people are people are shitty yeah exactly yeah. And, and uh and guys are shitty and women are shitty so yeah. uh but at the same time it's been the other way for so long you know it's and, it's good that they're finally feeling that uh let me explain it to you, precious. Oh, thank um, you. Uh, no, you know, Craig, Craig no, doesn't have Fisher a creepy vibe. This. Yeah, no, it's just like one of those things, right? I just, I feel it's great that that a group of uh, a group is finally feeling like they can speak and be heard and taken seriously, and know that that something's gonna happen when they do speak about it. And as as, as so, precious said, guys, we talk about our summer experience. It's not about you; it's about us. Yeah. But let me ask the two gentlemen in the room: Do you understand? What do you say to that? Like, as a guy who grew up with women and has never been that, what do you say to guys or say about guys that are like uh, the the people that she worked with? Because there is part of me that kind of understands the guys. No, and I don't know what to do. Then ask. Just be be like, I think, listen. And I think a lot of times, you know, guys, especially on the internet, who feel alienated by women and rejected and all that, it's just like, Spend, get a friend that's a girl. Yeah, and talk to them. But I have friends who, so I have friends who are girls. But I'm just, I'm a, I'm a touchy feely person, not mm-hmm. in a sexual way. But I, I'm like, I'm a hooker, and 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 I am a little over the top, just as a guy, as mm-hmm. a person. And so I have found myself like halting, 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 absolutely. And all of a sudden, when you're used to being yourself and spontaneous right. with yeah. no malintent towards woman or man yeah. or anything in between, I I don't wish to harm anyone. I'm suddenly like, uh, oh, uh, uh. I'm you know, and I, it's weird. Yeah, I'm and the, that part I relate to. I'm the same way. I, I was always, a, I'm always, I'm a touchy feely guy. My my mother and my my sisters were, we were just always we were huggers, and you're a so hugger too. and so. Uh, I've always that's always my initial thing is to go in for a hug, but you know now I do take a pause and feel it out first and yeah. But it doesn't take long. Like Precious and I didn't hug the first time we met. I don't think I wanted but, to hug Precious because yeah. she had that hat on, but <laughs> but I didn't. But we hu- like we hug now. You know I've you know it's just uh, you've been robbed of that experience. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm sure with my sweater you felt the same way. Yeah, but I don't think it takes a lot. I don't think I don't think it takes a lot from a guy to to. To figure it out and and just to you know even just fucking say do you mind if I hug you or if that's right. not you know what I mean like it's 
There's no, and don't be offended if they say, you're not cool with it yet or whatever. Women have grown up and you get a pretty good uh, spidey sense of creepiness and non-creepiness. Right. And you can sense it pretty quickly. And do you, you think be, all women have? I think I'll, I think you do as you get older. Let's the, pull you, all the women in the room. There's three. Yes, nod. Yes. Nod, nod. Yeah, you learn it pretty quickly. It's it helps to keep See, you. See, I go keeps, towards it. Keeps you alive. <laughs> yeah, and now let's turn it over to the writer, director, and the yeah. observer. Well, I just want to say one thing about that because I'm I'm I guess I'm lucky in the current the way things have turned out. I'm I'm an extremely non-tactile person. I don't like people generally. <laughs> don't want to touch them. Yuck. But uh, I could tell at the bar when <laughs> yes, I saw you Saturday night. Right. <laughs> but uh, so it ha it's never really been a problem for me. And so I used to work in Hollywood, and the first time I I went there. People I didn't know would come up to me and, and hug me immediately, and I felt creeped out. And I figured, okay, I, I eventually figured out. I realized the reason in Hollywood they hug you is because it's easier to stab you in the back that way. <laughs> right, <laughs> but, uh, right, 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 right. But in, in general terms, uh, it's uh, I, uh, Precious is right. I think women. Uh, sorry, I'm backing up from yeah. the microphone. Uh, I know a lot of women, and they they out of necessity, and, and it's terrible, have to develop a sense of people that are okay and not because you have to be. Uh, the reality is, you have to be more careful as a woman. One last break. We're going to come back and wrap up this conversation. The Sean Proust Show underway. We are in unsafe spaces right now on Sirius XM Canada Talks Channel 167. I'm glad you're here. You were perfectly formed for the season. You were wonderfully made. Marvelous, amorous, glorious, victorious. You were perfectly formed for the season. Welcome back to the Sean Prue Show. On Canada Talks, here's Sean Prue. Here I am. We're in an unsafe space here on the Sean Prue Show uh, all this hour. And if you're just joining us, you've missed a really interesting conversation. But we're going to continue for the next few minutes before we have to go. Uh, unsafe space uh, tackles all kinds of issues that are under the skins of most people, driving most people nuts, or a very passionate uh, themes for a lot of people, free speech, racism, uh, identity politics. Um, let's talk about the, the woman who's not here, not the woman who just left, Precious had to go, but, but um, the character that I just, I'm going to call the bull dyke, and then I'm going to get a lot of lesbians getting mad at me now. But she is the stereotype, or is played as in a stereotypical way. Um, I don't know if I could ever have the balls to, to write that one because, you know, lesbians protest and they practice it. Yes, <laughs> right? They, yes, they do. And that's a, <laughs> that's a joke that lesbians have, around me have made. But, mm. but how did you get into the, the identity stuff and the, how did you get into that? Uh, it, it was uh, through a series of other things that I've been writing about, both uh, as a political commentator, uh, as a screenwriter, and okay. some research from other screenplays. And one of the uh, the it, the uh, you mentioned she's a bold dyke in the way she's played. Now, thing is, I've got some fantastic uh, actors in, in the play, and uh, plug yours, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want you to get too big headed, but he's Craig's amazing. He's he's putting in this fabulous performance. No, he's, he's terrific. He's, he's terrific at comedy. He could do drama. He's uh, yeah. he's just brilliant. Uh, Precious is a fantastic actress. Uh, it's just astounding, and she she nailed that role just from yes. the first reading. And uh, the the character you're talking about, Lindy Little, uh, is played by Jane Spidell. Is just a tremendous actor. 
going on. Stratford too. pedigree. Yeah, and and she a lot of that character is Jane's interpretation. It yes. wasn't. It was written as a uh, a butch uh, lesbian, but yeah. she a lot of what you see there is is Jane. It's very Leah Delaria. Yeah. If you are listening yeah. to this, and you <laughs> that's know, what I said. What's your name on on Orange Is the New Black? Little Mama or Big Mama? I, d- I don't know. I don't watch the show, but oh. Leah Delaria. <laughs> that yeah. that yeah. kind of um, bigness. Yeah. Yeah. Is, and, yeah. And so the the reality is that within uh, very highly charged political movements, uh, lesbian women of that type are vastly overrepresented. Yes. And so this character, I've met this character that uh, Jane's playing. I've dealt with her, and uh, and and they've actually written about their motivation. And so the, all of these things were incorporated into the, to the character as written. And then Jane just contributed more to it to make mm. it such a such a funny and uh, and intimidating and, and intimidating. And, yeah. But and says all the things that 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 I know for me. Uh, and I'll get in trouble for this. Just get right under my skin because it's so holier than thou sometimes. And so using politics to be right, like not giving up the need to be right. But we as humans love to be right. And, and I think that's one of the problems with identity politics. We use it to be right. And it's hard to fight. One of the, one of the big problems that this whole uh, identity politics uh, stuff entails with it is that now there's become a a hierarchy of victimhood too yes so if you're and people are now competing to be the biggest victim uh, and and by the biggest victim gets the biggest say uh, Mm -hmm. and and that's not necessarily a good way to go in society because you don't you don't want to create a situation where people are looking at reasons why they're victims Uh, it, it doesn't tend to lead to a successful outcome if people are trying to be the biggest failure does or could the Royal Canadian Air Force tackle these kinds of things in the way this play does on the CBC? Am I allowed to swear on this show? <clears throat> yes. You, swear. Are you allowed to? Well, he can bleep it out. Are you fucking crazy? I know, right? No, of course they don't. Yeah. Um, it said uh, work for Aaron. 5, 13, 18 was that one there. So, yeah. <laughs> um, um, no, of course not. It's... Uh, they, it's, I mean, for one, it's CBC, but also the audience that Air Force has is a. Although I would imagine that a lot of them would enjoy this show. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, kids in the hall got away with a lot of mm-hmm. stuff through their sheer force of clever. Yeah, but that wasn't. That was aired on CBC, but it wasn't a CBC per se. That was Alan. Okay. Also from it, he's not homeless. He's okay. uh, it's Alan, <laughs> at Alan Park. <laughs> we're doing. Uh, how's it going, big guy? Um, and um, we're. Uh, but uh, they would. They would very kid glovely deal with any of those aspects, and you would never. Yes. Um, you know, we rarely touch on uh, First Nations issues, even though I. I've tried to push for it a lot. We've done more in the last couple of years, but um, it's anything that's, you know, anything that's literally anything that will be controversial uh, isn't really dealt with. Did you learn anything uh, about these topics or even about yourself in this process and in this play? Uh, in I this artistic yeah, no, journey? Sure I did. I mean, uh, I, think you, you, I think you need to and you should learn every time you do something. So... He learned um, not to go drinking with Richard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, le- he learned that the he dark suit's a bad shot. suit. Uh, <laughs> that's what I learned from you. Uh, the double-breasted suit is not for me. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was trying to think of what you might be asking when we were coming in here. And 
that kind of thing. I, you know, I, I, do I ask you anything like you thought I'd ask? Oh yeah, yeah. Just so you know, but but particular, what what did I learn? I don't know. I don't know. I've definitely felt like I have learned things, and I can't think of uh, a specific. Uh, you learned, learned lines. Barely. <laughs> I barely learned the lines. Um, yeah, I guess um, I guess it really solidified for me how I feel about certain uh, native issues because they're the one line in there. Uh, I don't agree with everything that, that Oliver has to say or the way Oliver feels about uh, native issues, but the one line in there because these there's just he's being inundated uh, from the left with people who are accusing him of not accusing him, but saying of all people, you should feel this way. If we feel this way, you should feel this way about native issues. And he, he says, if you're really serious about these native issues, then keep your land acknowledgement and just give us back the land. The land. And that's really, to me is, is such a, is such a great line. It's such an important line. And it's a line that it'll never see, it'll never come to fruition. I, it's one thing I also feel like there's a lot of um, uh, native uh, activists that that's their only end game. Mm-hmm. Just give us back the land. Yep. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. No. And they need to get away from that to make anything happen. The land because, has a condo on it now. We well, can't. The, and, you know, even if that's not the case, you know, uh, like like things in Caledonia and things like that, and, and it's like, well, why can't they just do that? It's like, well, then there's precedent. And once there's a precedence, Toronto is all on native land. Yes. Up to the bluffs. Yes. So then if you give them if 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 the government gives up on one aspect, then it opens a whole can of worms yes. that they don't want to get into. And so it's never going to happen. And so yeah, I don't I don't know how I got into that, but that's it, it's it's solidified that aspect of it for me for sure. What I love about this is that you got into all of that because of this play and because of the, the, the very good writing that you did. I mean, I can't commend you and the amazing Amazing script. Um, in that, Lindy, Lindy Little, Lindy Little, Lindy Little, Lindy Little, Little uh, the lesbian we were talking about earlier, uh, says you know, uh, she knows how to reach conclusions. She's in, she's an academic. She's got all these PhDs. Mm-hmm. And somebody says you know how to reach conclusions about ideas that you already believe yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, that's Oliver says that as well. Yeah. Did you write? A script about ideas you already believe in or did you find new ideas to believe in or did you learn things along the way well I, th- I think it's a bit of all of those all I, of I certainly did uh, I think anyone who writes a script writes uh, ideas that they believe in uh, but absolutely I learned some very new things I learned a lot from Craig during this because uh, Craig wanted to make sure that I, Craig and Craig's a writer as well and he's, he's a fantastic writer and so he was very conscious about not trying to change the messages of the play but mm. he wanted to make sure it was authentic and I really really appreciated mm-hmm. all the help I got from him with it and so I learned things a lot of things through that process and, and working on getting some of the language right that uh, you know an Aboriginal character you said would say this and not say this and uh, and, and it was important and when you had the language wrong and you went to somebody mm-hmm. uh, who could be offended mm-hmm. were you nervous about that or uh, you you seem so open mm-hmm. Craig that you wouldn't be an ass yeah no but, I mean you yeah. know I, uh, you might have gotten lucky with it being me <laughs> and not somebody else but um, and for me it wasn't that necessarily there were there were some things that were I felt incorrect in, in 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 certain ways but it was more that I didn't want it and it's not my place so it's but I didn't want Oliver to be speaking for 
all native people. I know what you mean. He's a person, yeah. and he's an individual, which is very adamant about in the script. So I wanted to make sure that the message he was saying was from his perspective, yes. his, his idea. Yes. So that he's not saying, because there was a line in there uh, about Turtle Island or something, and he says, I don't know any native people that consider it Turtle, Turtle Island, Island, which is complete bullshit. I know lots of native mm -hmm. people. If you're a native person, you can't even say bullshit. <laughs> Five nineteen twenty seven. But it's most it's, guests it's, aren't this helpful. It's, it's incorrect. <laughs> it's incorrect because if you're a native person, even if you don't believe it, there's definitely going to be people that you know that believe. Yes. It, or you know what I mean. Yes. So I just wanted that to be a thing that it was definitely Oliver's perspective and point of view, and that he wasn't trying to speak for the the greater. The, the you know the greater populace of, indig of indigenous people and I guess in the writing it might have been like a bit of a play within a play because you are making yourself vulnerable to what you might be offensive about wrong about or your 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 prejudice about you might be lifting a veil on your own stuff maybe you do that already a lot hmm. you do that already a lot he cries I, I, a lot after every show <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know I, I drink and I cry um, no it's uh it's uh, uh you know one of the uh the things that we have going on is that uh, well just going back to what um what Craig just said I mean he, it was very important that he made those changes yeah because uh, he's uh, the, the whole play is about individualism and so that was really helpful for you to make those changes because you're absolutely right I mean if uh, I wouldn't want to uh, you know change that into something to make it uh, to make the character speaking f mm -hmm. speak for everyone so it makes complete sense and the changes were incredibly helpful uh, and in terms of me revealing stuff about myself we our our yeah, our own art. yeah that that's what writers do you yeah. have to you you always reveal stuff about yourself when you're when you put stuff out there and uh, you know I'm 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 pretty much an open book <laughs> and and uh, it, was, it was again it was just um, I don't know in terms of um, other things that I learned uh, you know I I. I Gay guys laugh loudest. They they do they do, <laughs> and 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 that's actually been been one of the more gratifying things. Again, I have uh, gay friends who have come to this and they have laughed the loudest and have, yeah. have enjoyed it the most. And so yeah. it's, uh, and that was part of the whole nature. And there are there are lots of gay jokes in there. And uh, in fact, a lot of the gay jokes were given to me by my gay friends. So right. That's, um, I think New York would love this play. I think London would love this play. And I think this play would make a great movie, mm. like a big a big chill when it's just all those people mm. in one room type of. Thing. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, you could probably I'm, get Kevin Costner for the same. Oh, the same that he fantastic had. Fantastic idea. Yeah. Because <laughs> he he was in it and then didn't make the cut, right? That was uh, the, uh, mm. uh, uh, gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank you, oh, Precious Chong. Thank you so much. And again, if you're in the GTA, get and see this play. It's called an Unsafe Space. It's at Transact Club. That's at Bloor and Brunswick, and it runs till this Sunday, two thirty matinee. And I think I'm talking after this. Am I after my? You own you are. We're, uh, yeah. you, you, get, you get to pick. You can talk about whatever you like, Sean. Okay. It's uh, it. I, I uh, I'm not sure if we have we settled the date yet. We're definitely doing one with you. Okay. Um. So the um. Uh, well, does it matter? Yeah, we'll, Go we'll see the play. Maybe whether Sunday. I'm maybe Sunday. Well, maybe Sunday Sunday's if you want. Nice. We want to get out of there Sunday because we're having a party after. Oh, well, and you're invited to the party too. Sunday, then. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening you. to the Sean Pru show. Back next week with more Thought Revolution Radio. Peace and love. <laughs> <laughs>